Yo, 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 what up, everybody? So today is uh, October 6th, it's uh, 2021, so like 6 o'clock in the evening. Oh my god, you know what it is, fucking right here with another episode. Um, I'm going to do a little bit about the Raiders first, firstly, uh, a little bit about my bir- birthday that just passed a couple days ago. Um... You know, and then and then I'm gonna go to a concert right now. I'm gonna go see Knock Loose with uh, I think it's Gate Creeper and somebody else. Um, I'm just gonna check out the first two bands, but I would like to see Knock Loose. My first concert back since Knock Loose, amazingly enough. Uh, shit, it's been more than a year. Let me see. Yeah, it's been more than a year. Definitely, like, 18 months. Uh, shit, almost two years. It'll be... No, it'll be two years this October. As like, like, the last time I went to a show. Um, can't believe that, man. I mean... Wild that that long has gone by without me going to a concert of any sort. In any... You know, COVID and all that, so be interesting to see to go back i'd have to knock all the rest off i'm way out of shape i know it I'm, i just want to you know i gotta i gotta get back into shape but there's concerts coming up i want to try to go to not fist and stuff i don't know if that's gonna happen because the tickets i heard are expensive and um so on and so forth uh, yeah, whatever but let's talk about this raiders loss To the Chargers, um, it was an ugly loss. A little bit of a humbling loss, but an ugly loss nonetheless. Um, there's some things we need to correct as a team that I need to correct as a fan, and it's more or less goes like this: the team obviously is a second half team. Their second half adjustments are amazing. However, their first half is absolutely atrocious. Uh, it's been atrocious pretty much all the games. So I don't know if that's... Uh, I don't know if that's a coaching thing or if it's a conservative play calling thing or if it's this, that, or the other thing. But to me, it's the Raiders getting off to slow starts and they need to come out with some gusto. In the first, they got to put up more than ten points in the first half. I don't think they put up more than ten points in any half. Well, I don't know about that. I'm not sure about that. Don't quote me on that. But they have been putting up dismal numbers in the first half, and all the scoring has come in the sec, uh, third and fourth quarters in overtime. And uh, we got to correct that. Now the Bolts took it to us. The the little uh, LA Sparklers they took it to us. Um. Really, they took it to us offensively. The defense held up for a good portion, and then they just collapsed. I mean, you, you give anybody all the time in the world to throw the ball, you know, fucking looking at uh, Eckler, fucking running all over the defense, and, um, you know, I don't know any other player. Herbert chucking the ball all over the fucking yard at will. It seems like kind of like he didn't even give a fuck. 
he was just throwing it because our defense couldn't cover them. They had big receivers, and we had little defenders, and we were just throwing it up, and we couldn't make a play out of it. Um, we had chances to come back in window, so I'm not going to say that they completely slacked us, but the score ended up being 28-14, which is pretty much indicative of what happened. Um, they were up 14-0, and then they you know, came back, and then you know they were up 21-0 before the half, and then we were up. They were up 21-14, and they pulled away at the last second. So, you know, a couple of crucial downs there. The game was won, I think, pretty much in the first half, though. The Chargers were just not going to relinquish the lead. And, you know, eh, so be it. You know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the refs fucked us or anything like that. The Raiders did it to themselves. These slow starts, like I said, have been... Slow, very slow, and it's kind of one of these things that I don't know. Like, as a fan, you know, you kind of have to brace yourselves, you know, for anything that could happen. Um, and you try not to get too down on the team, even though they're they were playing bad. You know, Hunter Renfro is becoming slowly my favorite player on the Raiders, uh, next, right next. See Jonathan Abram is Jonathan Abram has I think he's had to have the biggest improvement on the Raiders squad from uh, last year to this year. I and mean, last year is a lot of personal fouls, um, a lot of you know this and that and the other thing. And this year it's been pretty clean, pretty aggressive, pretty dominant in his position. I think you know Arnett's out there balling it, but but. Jonathan Amron has probably had the biggest improvement of any player. Uh, Crosby was good last year, and then he's really good this year uh, on the defense. You know, Ngakwe is a, um, a jolt of, you know, much needed, you know, much needed jolt of life to the Raiders. And I and I kind of think, you know, looking back at the games, the defense has played really well. I mean, the people. For the most part, pretty well in against the Chargers, and then the offense just could not get nothing going in the first half. We were blanked, zero points. Um, no, a lot of it gets blamed on Carr. A lot of it gets blamed on the O line. But it, oh, I mean, the defense just got pressure, man. I mean, you're not gonna cover Bosa all game long. But that much to the credit of the Chargers, uh, you know. They came with a game plan. They they executed it well, and I think the I think the delay had a little bit to do with it too. I mean, it probably gave them time to tighten up, tidy up a few things, you know, while the Raiders are waiting. And uh, you know, just the Raiders just got slacked, you know. But it's a good wake up call. You know, I was kind of worried about that if they crept up winning, if they would have gone four zero, like I was hoping they would go. I wanted them to go, and I was already ready to just fucking celebrate at 4-0. Had they gone 4-0, you know that ugly loss is coming, you know. So I'm glad they got that away, and I'm glad they got punched in the mouth a little bit because now, you know, they're going to realize, okay, teams can beat them, that, you know, they're still 3-1. They're still a very confident team. I don't think the confidence has been lost in the team yet. And they played really well in the second half. They just came up. Uh, like a, 
a couple of plays there, you know, we we convert on a third down, and, you know, we stop them on a on a fourth down or whatever, and the game is totally different. We're talking about a different scenario here. Uh, but this is definitely a wake-up call for Gruden, uh, Carr, um, Crosby, Waller, Jacobs, you know, and so on and so forth, Renfro, all these people, you know, um, Carlson missed the field goal again, you know, again, that I kind of felt like shouldn't have missed. But it's one of these things, man. I mean, the Raiders got to learn from this. They got to take it, I guess, take it on the chin. Got to learn from this. Gonna, um, you know, they got to learn. It's going to be one of these things that at the end of the day, you got to, you got to learn from it. You got to realize, okay, they came at us this way. This is how they beat us. This, you know, they put pressure on this side. So, you know, other teams see that and they try to do that themselves. I don't know how that's going to work against the Raiders personally. I mean, I mean, teams make adjustments. So it's one of these things that that I feel that the Raiders need to make some adjustments, uh, especially I don't know when Richie Incognito is coming back, but we need him. Uh, we need we need some beef up up front, you know, because sometimes it, you just, it just demands you to block a guy one on one, block him, regardless of his moves, how quick he is, how strong he is, you know, this that or the other thing. It's just a matter of block that guy stop him from getting to the quarterback you know you can scheme all you want that see Belichick is the master schemer and he designs whole whole offense to, to to fuck with one or two players on the defense and to take them out the game he's a great schemer and he had the luxury of having Brady and he knew that Brady was going to score and they were going to put up points. So all of that scheming he did made a lot of sense because if you can't eventually... Eventually, the Patriots are going to score. They're going to score before halftime. They're going to get the ball back and they're going to score again. They're going to double up some points on you and you're going to be shitting bricks because you're going to probably come out of a hole that you can't get into a hole that you can't get out of. Um, plus, the, the refs coddled them around for years. So, it's just one of those things, man. Like, like the fucking, that's how the Patriots are good. But, but most teams aren't allowed that luxury to scheme in such manners. Sometimes you just got to put, there's five guys in the line. There's five guys rushing you. Sometimes you got to just make a wall of people. And don't let a free runner in. Sometimes that's just what it is. I mean, sometimes it's a delayed free runner. It's a delayed linebacker blitz. You know, sometimes it's a corner blitz. Corner blitzers are always some of my favorite blitzes, especially in Madden. Because it's it, it, to me, a corner blitz, and you don't see it often anymore in the NFL. Because most quarterbacks are capable enough of recognizing that and they know immediately if you send a corner blitz uh somebody's either man to man or they're gonna with the much trickery that goes on in the play calling somebody's wide the fuck open because somebody you're bringing somebody down from the edge to 
blitz and you don't see corner blitzes much anymore um, in the NFL. It's something that they don't talk about, but you don't see it no more. The corners, are they want them strictly to be, you know, on the, uh, covering their man. And, and a lot of, you see a lot of DB blitzes. You see a lot of MLB blitzes. You see a lot of, you know, outside linebacker blitzes. You got, and, that, and he honestly, like, that, I think that kind of works against what the people are doing because, for instance, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and you know some of these other mobile quarterbacks uh, are just too quick for a lineman, or they're just too quick for a linebacker, and they just a corner would probably be quick enough to get Mahomes, but that you suffer. You know, I don't know if you want to do that and have him throw it 40 yards to Tyreek Hill and that's that's the that's the problem right there of having a cornerback list but um the Raiders got to shore up some things uh, uh I think we should go out and get uh Gilmore from the Patriots that they just got rid of they just released uh to help us we we're kind of thin back there and um we got to get ready for the Bears. The Bears play Sunday. This Sunday. Got to get ready for Chicago. Got to get ready for the return of the Mac. You know, much has been made of returning Mac. Did we lose the trade? Did we win the trade? I don't think anybody did anything with the trade. And I'm not a real big fan of people talking about, wow, they lost the trade. They won the trade. Or we let go of a player. I mean, if you look at... Max stats when he was the Raiders, they were good, perhaps even great. But then you look at what's going on in Chicago, and you're like, what has happened to Chicago? He went to the playoffs with a subpar quarterback, and nothing happened. And it just with Trubisky, and just like nothing happened. Or I don't even know if Trubisky was a quarterback, but I mean, they hasn't done much in Chicago since, and the Raiders haven't done much either. We've got players that if you're a Raider fan you know but I don't really know like Josh Jacobs is no longer lighting up the scoreboard with like a touchdown or two a game I don't know if he's lost a step or if he's injured I know he's injured so I don't want to say he's lost a step but I kind of feel like he's kind of becoming just the regular old running back like he's shifty yes he's creative yes but there's probably better running backs out there for sure. If you're talking about somebody who's just going to run you over, outrun you, or somebody that can catch the ball like Eckler did all game long to the Raiders. Um, I don't know if Josh Jacobs is on any of the top of those levels. He's good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the man isn't good or the man isn't... He's washed. No, but he's injured. But... So I don't really know if we won any... I don't know if anybody won the trade anywhere. So I think the, this Chicago games just got the, the big headline that Max returning and the Raiders and who won the train in Vegas and so on and so forth. And I'm just kind of like, well, okay, well, the Raiders got to fucking... I think the Raiders have to win this game. Because if you look down their schedule, the Eagles coming, you got Chiefs coming, the Broncos are coming, the Broncos are sneakily good. You got, oh man, you got Dallas coming up. You know the 
the Bengals who are somewhat good for some reason. You've got we got the Browns who are again good this year. Uh, we played Washington. We played the actually we played the Chiefs twice. We played the, the Chargers again, so we can't afford to drop games to teams that kind of are on the bubble of being somewhat decent and mediocre. And this is one we have to have because if we lose this to Chicago, I think you can pretty much see the, the where I'm getting to. We're going to be just end up at another mediocre season. And at which point, uh, I, I'm a fan of Derek Carr. I believe Derek Carr is a good quarterback. I believe all that. But we had a 3-0 start. If we somehow tumble down and end up 9-8, and I mean, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to make a change, and I think you're gonna have to make a change with the quarterback because uh, any team that starts off three and zero, four and zero, should make the playoffs. You know, there if you start off five and zero, six and zero, and you have some sort of epic collapse, uh, the coach should go, the quarterback should go, and perhaps the general manager should go. So we'll see. There's a lot. So I think this game, we need to come back, rebound, and absolutely smack the Bears. They need to bury them in the first half. That's what I'm thinking should happen. We need to bury them in the first half. We're going to have to eradicate the Bears' existence before halftime. The score has got to be like 21 or uh, 24 to like 3. I would even take seventeen to three, but we got we got to put up that kind of number because if we come out and it's three to three, you know, going into halftime or seven to three, or another fucking nine to seven type of bullshit, uh, we're opening the door wide open for them to come and fucking beat us, sneak one against us in Mac sacking car and all that, and you know three and two, and then just looking down the schedule, all of a sudden the wheels could fall off of the team. And I don't hope that's not the case, but, you know. So, that's the that's my Raiders wrap-up. I'm going to end this podcast or pause this podcast here. Let me go to this concert. I'm going to review the concert. We'll talk about that when I come back. And uh, stay tuned. Uh, we got this coming up in the next week. Who knows what we're talking about. Hang tight. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all, of all ages, I'm back. Fucking A, man. Um, I would like to firstly say that I am grossly, morbidly, un-fucking-believably out of shape. <sighs> man, that's right off the bat. Fucking... <sighs> hey, I haven't moshed or really moved like that in... Like I say, about two years. The last show I went to was, I think, was Knock Loose, the House of Blues in Anaheim. Yeah, I think so. I think it's the House of Blues in Anaheim. Uh, well, I seen them with, I think, uh, Stick to Your Guns and somebody else. But that's not that's not here or there either. And I mean, that's just kind of. And then I, I know that what happened, and then, like, 2020 rolled around, and then we went on lockdown in the beginning of the year, March. And then, you know, Halloween last year, I know for sure we weren't doing nothing. It's got all the way to 2021. 
And here we are. You know, again, I mean, a long time has passed since I've been to a show. And I, like I said, I'm, I'm out of, not right now, I mean, I'm about post the show about 20 minutes. I'm on my way driving back now. Uh, my lungs are no longer on fire. And my side is no longer... I don't know. I get a pain. In, I think it's in my lungs. But it's pressed up against my rib cage. My ribs get a little fucking... My legs, uh, my hand, my head, I only caught one elbow to the to like the lip area. Right above the, right below the nose. Uh, but I seen that one coming, and I moved my head back just in time, so I didn't get the full brunt of an elbow. But you know what? I gotta, I gotta say, it looked like a lot of people were out of shape. I don't think I was the only one. Um, everybody, you know, and then you know, the chain reaction is a good venue for small-time bands. You know, bands that are only going to bring in 100, 150 people. But if you try to cram in 500 people in the chain reaction or however many, 350, 400 people. And I mean, I got to say, the fucking chain reaction is too small for a band like Knock Loose or actually any band with any sort of a following. That band is for somebody that the chain reaction is for a band that you know, you've seen before, you kind of want to see again. They kind of got some good music and you don't know what to expect, but you're going to go see them anyways. Like that, like, or some band that's toured with a bigger band, like, <clears throat> like an Oculus. And then they're doing their own little tour. They probably play the, the chain reaction and be like, okay, well, we got 175 kids to come out. That would be a good show because it wouldn't be overpacked. Now, like I said, I don't know how many people fit in the chain reaction. Like my numbers could be off, but if it's packed to the gills and whatnot, the fucking chain reaction is too small. It's too goddamn small. No room to operate. Um, and then just you know, it's not mosh friendly. The layout of it is not conducive to mosh. I know a lot of bands and a lot of People make a big deal about it because it's, you know, a lot of bands have gone through there. A lot of bands got their start there, you know. And I and I get that. I mean, but it is not the premier. And I've talked about this before. It's not the premier. The chain reaction, like the last of the fucking California venues I'd like to go to. As I shut down some fucking. CG. Well, that said, though, uh, the show started off, I think, with Karma. I think that's what they were called from Chicago. Uh, rather, I gotta give them like a, probably like a C minus. Just your generic. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not a musician, but it's pretty much your run-of-the-mill hardcore band. I don't really have anything to me that stood out as like, wow, that song kicked fucking ass. I don't know, but now yeah, you know whatever. they're they're all right. They were decent. They kind of like had some, you know what? Actually, if they cleaned up the vocals a little bit, 
and they it wasn't just such a mash of music. They might make more sense. Uh, and then played. Oh, I fucking don't even know. Uh, I know they were talking about it. Not momentum, but somebody else. And they were all right. It kind of reminded me of like a like a Metallica, but hardcore, kind of. And then played. Uh, another band that I don't know who that was either and then played Gate Creepers which I, I think Gate Creepers is just in the wrong they probably belong more on like a death metal bill but maybe they're friends with Noctus but I don't know but it's kind of the vibe I got like they would do wonders with like Carnifex and the Black Dahlia uh I mean, they were right, but again, I mean, you know what? Death metal and that kind of sludge metal, that kind of grindcore metal. The problem with it is you get too many parts that sound exactly the same. And there's like little creativity in it. You know, especially when it comes to the vocals. So, and then there's just the sound of it. But I mean, Gate Creeper was alright. As for the the warm up bands, I mean, I kind of just watched. It didn't really get. I didn't. Really, none of those bands made me want to listen to them. But if I gotta say that much, I mean, none of them really. Well, I was like, whoa, like that I want to listen to, like, search and listen to, I didn't get that, sometimes Knock Loose does that, um, they come out with some random ass bands, uh, I've seen Stick to Your Guns now, I don't know how many times, and I refuse to listen to them, because it's not my cup of hardcore either, it's kind of like a, like early 2000s, maybe late 90s hardcore vibe to him, and I'm like, uh, whatever, but moving on from all that, you know, Knock Loose is what they are. Uh, I think they're probably, you know, I got a real bone to pick with heavy metal and in general. I, I, I mean, I can clearly as day see Knock Loose is probably one of the prime up-and-coming bands, and I don't even think they're up-and-coming no more, they should, the tours should be, like, Slipknot, Knock Loose, Hatebreed, Lamb of God, end of story, that's how they should be, or it should be, like, Knock Loose, Hatebreed, and, I don't know, somebody else, Knock Loose, to me, is above just in the sheer momentum, moment, momentum that that band has, and the grit that in the sound, they, their their sound is way bigger and better than any of these big bands that are around right now. That you know, I just can't, I can't believe it. They, I don't know what's with the fucking, and, and like I said, I, I got a real bone to pick with metal because. 
I feel like Nakus should be way bigger than they are. They should be. You should be hearing about them on fucking the radio now by now. And not that the radio has any, is any indication of anything, but you should be. You should fucking hear a tour like, oh, System of a Down and Nakus coming to town. You know that should already be a thing. So I'm not sure who's pulling those strings. And I think a lot of it is the metal bands, because a lot of the metal bands from when I was growing up, Slipknot, Korn, System of a Down, um, you know, like the Hatebreed, Killswitch Engage, Shout Out Lamb of God, that, that, this is their career, so they need to get on these tours where they're for sure making... Um, Five hundred thousand dollars for the whole tour run. That's to fill their. I, I mean, I, and I get it. They they have lives, they have kids, they have to fucking make house payments and so on and so forth. And so they can't afford to take a band, a smaller band, out on tour because they don't know about the ticket sales or whatever the case may be. But regardless. Can't stop what's happening. You know, not. I think Nogless has already has already come to the forefront. I don't know. I like I said. I think it's a lot of it is a lot of cock blocking by big metal bands are just not. They're trying to line their pockets in one last money dash grab. But I think the table's about to break. You get about to break their bread in half. Like I said, I mean. Oz, that's, you know, see, that's why Ozzy was legendary, man. I, I mean, Ozzy didn't get not two fucks about whether a band was popular or not. It wasn't all about the money. It was about the heavy metal, the music. Uh, Nafis is a bunch of bullshit. And like I said, and I don't want to target Slipknot because a lot of ba- other bands do it. Uh, they get on those shitty-ass fucking rock festivals where it's like Limp Bizkit. And then at the way down the list, you'll see like a fucking, you'll see like a white chapel, or like you'll see like a fucking um, emir like playing like at fucking ten o'clock in the morning on some shitty fucking lineup with other shitty bands, and the main attraction is fucking, uh, you know, just some fucking shit bands like lit or it'll be fucking stained. Like, come on now, you know, is this what we've come to as fucking? heavy metal that you have to fucking see your band and sit through a myriad of bullshit like for because some fat greedy motherfuckers are trying to nickel and dime every last penny out of a fan like come on so like I said I'll get I'll touch on that shit a little later but back to the show Nocalus just kills from the opening lick the opening riff it's a fist fight. The chain reaction is too small for that band. Um, I got my... I got my workout in. I was just standing by the pit. Your fucking... Your core muscles, your leg muscles, and your fucking upper body has to be physically fit. Now, I could have stood at the edge of the pit because I'm used, so used to that. 
that my body does not need to be physically fit to stand there and 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 stand my ground against my but a normal ordinary person would just fucking leave not only because you may or may not get hit but because it's physically taxing and you just fucking sweating standing there trying to fucking hold an edge of the pit um now mind you i like knock loose uh i don't claim to be their biggest fan i just like Honestly, I've liked them since Lab Tracks. Uh, Oblivion's Beat, still one of, to me one of the most mind-blowing songs ever. Fucking to be, they need to be. That if that's how you're starting a CD or an album or a record or whatever the fuck you're starting, that's that's how all fucking albums should start. Should start with an absolute slugfest. It should start with a fucking, a fucking beatdown. And that CD doesn't literally stop pummeling you until like the fucking very last seconds of last tracks. Like, the fucking album is just ridiculously heavy and ridiculously brutal from start to finish. Uh... Dead Ringer, Counting Worms, you know, on and on, like, that album, like, but I remember the first time I listened to fucking Oblivion's Pig, and I was like, bro, what the fuck is this? Who is this making so much ruckus through my fucking radio that I was like, wow. And then I was like, oh, I didn't know that it was Knock Loose, and I had already seen them one time at Warp Tour, but... I didn't know what I was listening to. I warped to her, and I didn't know on Spotify what I was listening to until I was like, yo, this shit is way heavy. Who the fuck is this? And that's usually how it goes. And I like when a band does that to me. That's that's how you... That's I, I'm, I'm on the fucking... You know... I'm on the street level. I'm in the fucking... I'm in the trenches. When I hear a band... And there's several bands that have done that to me over the years. Um, the Acacia Train, also notably, just fucking is mind-blowingly sick. Um, Bleeding Through is mind-blowingly sick. Slipknot, for a while there, was absolutely insane. Hatebreed, fucking absolutely wild. Mud, the old mud, I mean, bands have those moments. Some bands have it, some bands don't. Um, but, you know, but... Sometimes bands have a great presence on an album, and then live they suck. I mean, that, that happens to bands, too. Uh, it also happens that bands sound good live when they get on the record, and they sound like absolute dog shit, so you can't really get into them. Knockless is one of the ones where I feel like the album is good. You bang your head in your fucking car, or fucking punch a hole in the wall in your room, or fucking... When you work out, you might actually go a little bit harder, and then you see them live, and you're and you see them live, and you're like, "Bro, what the fuck is like? It is a fucking, it's absolutely insanity." And I, I'm heaping a ton of praise on, on Oculus, but I, like I said, just Oculus is a fist fight. I don't know. They play Billy Mates. Uh,
they played like every fucking like. Uh, but one of my favorite songs, and it's coming to be, "By the Grave" is to me one of the heaviest songs. I, I that might be the heaviest song. On a different shade of blue, that I feel. "By the Grave" is to me one of the wildest songs. Just because it is, that might be that might be one of the most heaviest songs I maybe have ever heard. Uh, both live and on an album. You know, and a long a long time ago, and I don't know why I keep going back to Slipknot. A long time ago, Joey Jordanson said that Slipknot Iowa was the heaviest album ever. Period. Hands down, silver. Iowa was the greatest, the heaviest album ever. That that is not even close to being true anymore. Uh, Knock loose eviscerates them in one song. Uh, straight up. This is why this is why I go back to the beginning. Like I, I'm not gonna talk about it later. I don't understand why Knock Loose isn't fucking playing San Manuel Amphitheater right here in Devore, California, in front of like twenty thousand or thirty thousand people where you have room to operate, room to mosh in fucking just a way bigger setting. Uh that shit kinda irks me a little bit. Because, yeah, I, I think Knock Loose has a bright bright future, and I'd hate to see them collapse into madness because they can't, you know, get over the hump, so to speak. Um, or that the old metal bands are just fucking dragging their feet so long that Knock Loose puts out three or four or five albums, and then they're like, oh, hey, we'll get to, you know. Yeah, Knock Loose is kind of good. Like, man, and I know that, I, and I think a lot of those bands... See, I think a lot of bands secretly are scared of having that kind of fucking a band that you might be the the main event band and knock loose come in and completely erase the crowd's whole fucking energy and then you have to fucking come and follow that. I understand that too. I totally understand that. Um, because I've seen that happen at shows in the past. I've seen fucking random metal bands bring up like two or three hardcore bands and then the fucking crowd completely just leaves and leaves that metal band stranded. I've seen that before. I'm a long veteran of the fucking music. Just on just on the fucking... And, the, and sometimes you know that's going to happen. Sometimes you're kind of shocked that it happens. Sometimes, sometimes the main band brings along a couple of bands that just are totally, totally different and they suck not the same energy, and then you're like, well, fuck, like, whatever, like, and then everybody goes ballistic, you know, and I get it, I get it, you know, it might attract a fan or two, get them out of your friends, or whatever, uh, but I think a lot, I think Knock Loose scares a lot of bigger bands, especially, because I don't think they know what to do with them, and especially since a lot of the bands, Lamagon, Avery, and all are not so heavy, and they don't fucking have the crazy riffs anymore. They kind of have the generic shits. And I don't want to say, I don't want to put no band under the bus and say, look, this is what I'm talking about, but um, as far as I'm concerned, A Different Shade of Blue is leaps and bounds better than Laugh Tracks. Uh, Just as far as how heavy it is, 
it is leaps and bounds better than a lot of fucking bands newer efforts um i could go on and i mean i don't even know like i listened to we are not your kind twice i listened to hebrew's album um a couple of times actually like probably like two dozen times i actually like the album but it's not as heavy it's not as good as a different shade of blue that's what i'm saying uh but the show, so anyways, the show is was good. I mean, the chain reaction is just too small for Knock Loose. And I kind of feel like uh, it was hot as fuck in there. You know, moshing in a little space is is crazy all on its own. Uh, the floor is wet from, I fucking believe, water. But it could be just humidity. Um... Yeah, I wanted, I'd like, I mean, I was jumping at the bit, jump, chomping at the bit, because I wanted to see the Acacia train at the Acacia, at the show, at the chain reaction, but, you know, now that I'm, now that it happened the way it happened, I didn't, wasn't able to get the chain reaction tickets for the back-to-back shows for the Acacia train. I'm going to Arizona. Hopefully, the theater over there is a little bit bigger and there's more room to operate there's more, I mean, when I mean operate, I mean, everybody wants to mosh, cool, but there's got to be spaces, too, where you can just mosey on around and, like, not fucking crawling over a motherfucker to get to here or there, and it's not, you know, so hot everywhere else. The chain reaction's got to be one of the worst layout of a venue ever. Coupled with it's but was it's fucking made for like a battle of the bands atmosphere like 50 people. I don't think they ever meant when they first probably up to jam in their fucking 300 or 400 kids. I mean, it makes for good pictures and it makes for great, um, but it is not fucking. The glass house is. So much better. Uh, even the showcase layout was night and day better. Like, you know, I love the showcase. The showcase was amazing. There will never, I think the showcase, a rest in peace, was a million times more iconic than the chain reaction. Um, that's just my opinion. My, my, wholesome opinion uh, here. And I think Knock Loose would have fucking in, it would have killed the, the showcase as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, okay, so, going back to Knock Loose, uh, they ended with Counting Worms, uh, which has become, I think, custom now for that band. I would like to see them switch it up and start with that motherfucker. You know, and I would like to see them end it a different way. Um, they have so many better songs to end their set with. I know that's their like that, that's like they're kind of the song that put them to put themselves on the map, kind of. But I, I mean, if you're gonna, I mean, I would love I would love them to end it with Oblivion's Peak. Uh, Guided by the Moon is also a heavy song. They played that. 
Ah, what else? Uh, they played a shitload of songs. I mean, they just played them, and I marched probably to about five or six songs. Like I said, my lungs were, were on fire. My side was. I was gasping for air. But again, that has a lot to do with the layout. It's so fucking hot in the chain ranching. My God, like. You just stand there and you sweat. That's, there's no fucking ventilation in the bitch. Um, I have zero ventilation, as a matter of fact. You're in there, you're in there fucking sweating it out, dying. But again, the Noctis played amazing. Um, as far as the lineup, eh, eh, it was, I mean, I didn't really, I, like I said, me personally, most of the bands were kind of like, just eh. Um, yeah, Gate Creepers was alright, and they're in the wrong setting on the show. Uh, and actually, I think they probably, like I said, they probably would be. I mean, if you like that kind of like death metal slash fucking like, I don't know what kind of what kind of flavor it is, like kind of like um in the vein of kind of like, not every time I die necessarily, but kind of in a sense like that, even though maybe like a power trip, maybe like, um, you know, they kind of are like, like a retro, but brought up a new, new style sounding kind of a band. There's a lot of that going around, actually. There's a lot of taking some old sounds and then freshening them up and livening them up in a different sense. Uh, and sometimes, sometimes it works. I think, I think the ba- you know, what? I actually, I gotta say Gate Creepers was, was, a, was probably a, for me, cause I don't know nothing about them and I don't typically, they're probably like a B minus. And I think that's a really good grade for them because I don't know what the fuck there was going on. Uh, but the music was all right. I just, I don't particularly like their style of metal in general. It's not my forte. I like my metal a little bit more, more certain way, a little bit more crunchy, a little bit more violent in a sense. Um, but they're, I mean, they're all right. They're, they're pretty cool, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know who played before them with some other band. I think, I don't know if four bands played or five bands played. Like I like I said I don't it was like I was paying attention but it kind of was just like a big blur. Not that I mean just kind of like eh. and then knock loose happens and knock loose is obviously the band of the people currently. Um, but yeah I moshed and uh, I found out I'm hilariously fucking out of shape. So we are going to work on that, and now that I know how far I gotta go, uh, you gotta do one baby step at a time. Maybe I'll work out not tomorrow, but the day after, and uh, get this turned around. I gotta lose, I gotta fucking lose 20 pounds, in a couple months, and fucking uh, gain a, some muscle and flex these lungs a little bit. Um, But you know what? It's also it's just taxing being in the chain reaction, in the chain reaction, because of the hot, the, 
cramped and fucking uh, just wild in there. But anyway, Knockless killed it. Uh, I'll, maybe I'll talk about that next, about the fucking the shady behind-the-scenes things that I can only imagine what's going on, but, you know. Knockless killed it. They played an amazing set. Uh, the show overall was pretty good. Um, actually, it ended kind of early. They ended, like, about 10.30. Now, it's taking me a while to get home because the chain reaction from my house is far as a motherfucker, and... Uh, the OC is not close to the IE in any sense. Uh, in any sense, the fucking word. You know, that's why the showcase and the glass house to me are optimal. And the glass house, I've been fucking spoiled that the glass house is not so far from me. But the glass house is like right there. And the chain reaction is hella far. And the showcase is to be also be like right there. Rest in peace, Showcase Theater, man. I mean, I missed the Showcase Theater. Uh, but it was good. It was good moshing. I mean, I haven't moshed. I haven't. But you know what? I, I knew when I was in there, you know, just serving the car, I knew nobody was going to fucking, uh, nothing was going to happen to me. Not even a shred of fear in the crowd. Knockless is a, a lot younger crowd, uh, you know, an old vet like me, an old vet, an old hound dog like me is not scared of anybody under the age of, like, 26. And you got a bunch of, like, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22-year-olds, paper thin. Motherfuckers are paper thin, bro. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I grew up in a generation where motherfuckers were big. I don't know what they were feeding those kids like 20 years ago, 30 years ago, why I'm big, why everybody was kind of big in size, but there's a lot of, I don't know if veganism or health, health food has really taken hold, but all the, everybody in there was, had to have been like 100 pounds, because I knew, like, and I was like, that was like three quarters to 80%. Of the people in there were like, I'm gonna just say they were just they were just like a hundred to hundred to hundred and ten pounds. You are not knocking me out or doing much damage to my physical body, no matter how fucking fast you are or how hard you, you could hit me. I mean, it's not. That's why I had no, I had absolutely no fear in that crowd. Um. Absolutely none, but it was good to be back, good show to be back, you know, I mean, I guess the chain reaction, you know, brought out some, uh, you know, brought out some juices from within me, like, that I hadn't juiced in a minute, you know, I had a little fucking, hadn't moved in that way, but you know what, I also was worried about, like, you know, I worried about a little bit of things. You know, hitting the head, and then it happened. Um, sometimes my thumbs, you know, when you're swinging them around, they get fucked up. Sometimes, you know, you roll an ankle. There's all, there's a um, whole myriad of things that could go fucking completely wrong and fuck up the next day or the day after, you know, you feeling a little pain. 
pull a fucking trolley horse. I mean, any number of things can happen. Uh, you can get clocked in the fucking head and have a knot. But I, like I said, most people in there were so skinny. I think they were running for their lives. Literally, you can just see everybody like not wanting to participate. And uh, you know that's why I said like, I tell my girlfriend all the time, you can just tell people want no part of what's going on. You can really, you can, you can literally look at somebody's eyes and see that, even though they like knock loose and even though they know the heaviness, but they don't want no part of like what goes on anywhere by the monster, anywhere by the stage. They don't want no part of it. Being by the stage is a liability because you're getting stage dived on and it's the people are fucking pushing on you hard. And some you can just tell people don't want no part of that. They're more comfortable just being like in the very back. Like they like the music, but they just want no and, and that's what I kinda of felt that was the case for like I said, seventy five three quarters to eighty percent you know, of the people in there. And that's why I was like, oh, okay. You know, you never know what to expect when you, you know, when you go to a show in general. But I kind of feel like I was an old, I'm the old wily vet, plus everybody's skinny, plus I, I did not have a shred of fear of not a single person in there. I don't have no fear of anybody well, I don't have much fear for anybody. I mean, in my life in general, but I mean, I didn't have no fear of nobody. Not a single person in there that I think, man, I could, there's like a squad of like big motherfuckers or like these guys are in a gang or anything like that. Like, you don't got have one shred. I didn't have one shred of doubt that I wasn't going to be able to do what I do and have a good time and walk away. Literally unscathed. I didn't have not not a shred of doubt about that. But knock loose is, is crazy. Uh, I like to run them back again, perhaps on a better venue, um, bigger, bigger, bigger uh, uh, arena. I like them to run back. Ooh, this shit at the glass house. Um, so that way I could fucking be fucking content. Uh, but that's going to do it for this. So, you know, if you haven't, if you don't know who Knock Loose is by now, and you're a heavy metal fan, I mean, you're fucking retarded. There's no, there's no, if you're, if you like heavy music, and for whatever reason you haven't heard of Knock Loose, you have the wrong set of friends. And also, you probably don't fucking, you're probably a hater of hardcore because you think it's dumb, or whatever the fucking case may be, um, you don't have many excuses, just leave the fucking scene, or go listen to your shitty bands that, uh, you think are good, like, uh, Volbeat, you know, that's all, that's what I'm gonna say, uh, and then, and there's a lot of fucking bands that people swear are good, and I'm like, you know, this shit fucking sucks, right? It's fucking boring as fuck. Sounds like some generic ass metal. Sounds like Dragon Force. And fucking, you're claiming it's good? Nah, fuck out of here. 
there's a lot of bands like that. I, I can't name drop all of them, but they exist. Um, you know, a lot of people, I think a lot of people just hype bands up because they like, you know, they think they're cool, I think, doing it. But, but like I say, if you, if you are into the heavy music and you haven't seen Knock Loose Live or don't know who they are, either, there's only so many things that you're doing wrong in life. And, and you should you should stop what you're doing and do them right and listen to Knock Loose. And go see them live because they fucking blow your fucking brains out. That's how good they are. Anyways, that's it. I'll catch you guys on the next one. I don't know what we're talking about. Maybe we'll get into the music business. Maybe I'll talk about that later this week, make an episode out of it. Uh, because I, that shit kind of irks me. I remember... Just, I'll leave you on this. I remember Ozfest would be fucking Ozzy... Fucking Slayer, fucking Pantera, fucking um, some good ass bands. Marilyn Manson, you know, Corn, some good bands. And then there would be even gooder, even fucking better bands that were going around during the day. Like, that shit would be crazy good. And you would see, like, even if you didn't know certain bands, it would be like, yo, check this band out that came out of nowhere. Like, I mean, there's so many bands that came up like that. I'm like, these fucking half-assed fucking shows and tours that exist now are really a disgrace to fucking anything heavy. It's a fucking disgrace. Anyways, I'm out. Catch you on the next one. Uh, Stay tuned to the next one. Laters.